It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day and you are indeed locked on magic today is may 11 2021 my name is philip rosterick i'm the expert insight editor over at orlando magic daily.com just follow me on twitter at philip rr underscore omd on today's episode of locked on magic we'll talk about how the magic are trying to make sure they lay the foundation for next season this season some of the things that we might want to see as well as terrence ross's role although he may not actually be on this final road trip of the year. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment here from the team as well. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you to check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're searching every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Milwaukee Bucks after their loss to the San Antonio Spurs? Check out our friends at Locked On Bucks. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week on Thursday at 7.15 for a live first half watch along. Maybe a little bit longer. We'll see how it goes. But we will do a watch party of the Magic's game against the Atlanta Hawks. So get in on the action this Thursday at 7.15 p.m. That's when I will open up the room. It will not be a podcast. You will not be able to listen to my thoughts after the game. It is a live watch along. We'll talk magic. We'll talk about the game. We'll have a little fun. It'll be a good time, I hope. Locker room, changing the way we talk sports. The twenty set the twenty the end of the twenty eighteen season has become a bit infamous. Um, probably even raising the specter of it right now is gonna either give some people, you know, some trauma, it's, it's going to cause some arguments, it's going to cause some fights. I still get tweets saying if the Magic had just lost that game, we'd have Luka Doncic or Trey Young right now. That's not exactly true, and usually my response, because I can sometimes be a bit of a troll, is to say, well, 
If the Magic had won two more games, they wouldn't have had that. To, they wouldn't have needed to lose that game in the first place. And by the way, the Magic did try to lose that game. In those final weeks of the season, with the Magic clearly out of the running and 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 positioning for lottery spots, you know the Magic had a young team, but but a young veteran team, guys that were coming to the end of their rookie contracts, guys that were on their second contracts already, in Nikola Vucevic and Evan Fournier, in, or Evan Fournier was about to get a second contract, and Tobias Harris. They had guys, I guess Tobias Harris was gone at that point, but but you get the gist. They had guys who the Magic wanted to see come into their own, um, that they believed were the bones of a playoff team. And getting another high lottery pick, while certainly a benefit they would not turn down, was not the goal. Certainly not Frank Vogel's approach to things. Frank Vogel would say that as the season came to a close, like, we believe that, A, our play today is going to help us propel us into the future. It's going to make us better into the future. That these young players need to play better, need to win, need to experience winning, need to play hard to the end of the season. And that's going to make our team better. Perhaps the line that Vogel got, you know, nicked on most or got criticized most for was essentially saying, and I do have the quote, I do have the quote, I pulled it out, I put it in the article that I, that I wrote about this and, 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 and went back and read it. He essentially said, if we play hard, the basketball gods will take care of us. If we play hard, there's some cosmic karmic force that will take care of us. Um... It did not, as many fans gleefully, I think sometimes, or cynically say. The Dallas Mavericks tanked the end of that season, got themselves in the position to draft fifth, putting themselves in a position to trade up to three, and getting Luka Doncic the prize of that NBA draft, the guy who should have been the number one pick in that draft. Um, To say the least, there is no karmic force. There are no basketball gods. It is pure dumb luck. And the magic in winning their final game against the Washington Wizards that year fell out of a tie for the third worst record in the league, which would have given them a, essentially a 1-3 in three chance or uh, honestly, actually a 2-3 in three chance of drafting either Trey Young or Luka Doncic in that draft. If they had just lost that game, they would have been in a three-way tie there would have been a random draw between them, Atlanta, and Dallas. The two the two teams that won that would have gotten gotten the two players that were coveted most. Um, everything probably ended up exactly how it should have. The Magic, you know, being left out in the cold in that case. We are dealing again with a potential four way tie for right now a third in the in the Eastern or fourth in the in the in the lottery lottery or third in the lottery um, and. Things are going to get very, very complicated, and 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 it's going to get, um, and essentially a lot of teams' futures are going to be determined by a random draw on a random Wednesday in a couple weeks. Um, we will cover the NBA lottery draw, the NBA draft tiebreakers. We will cover it because it is probably the single most important event that will happen before the NBA draft, before the NBA draft lottery. I, I'm I'm not kidding. We will cover the NBA draft tiebreaker. It is that important. Or maybe it's not important. Who the heck knows? But to say the least, that part of that this argument is irrelevant at this point. There, there, there's just so much that's out of the team's control. 
What is relevant is this notion of building momentum toward the offseason. We're not talking about building momentum toward next season. How players play together, how um, how certain groups look together, especially with all the injuries the Magic have faced, don't matter. Honestly, I, I do expect the Magic to lose the rest of their games this season. I think it is easily beneficial for them to do so. Um, I... I, I am the opinion that you do not get upset if they win, that the team should still be trying to win. But the odds of that happening are going to be very, very low, and I'm not expecting it to happen. I will be pleasantly surprised if it does. I'm not expecting it to happen. The Magic have just so much working against them. But Orlando still has to get something out of these games. Orlando still has to find some benefit, has to find some meaning. And they have to find a way to progress because each game is an opportunity. Each game is a chance to show something. Each game is an audition. And it's not something that anyone should give away easily. Man, I just talk to him. Um, just let him know. I know that, you know, it's a tough situation that we're in right now. It's not fun, but... Uh, you know, you're going to look back on this in three or four years and you get my age, which is closer than y'all think, uh, that this is one of the things that, you know, kind of builds that character and helps you build, helps you grow. Um, yeah, you know, we're out there trying to they're trying to figure it out when the game, but at the same time, guys like Cole, Mo, um, RJ, Chuma, uh, you know, those guys are really starting to come into their own, find their niche, uh, get comfortable with, you know, how you're supposed to play every night. You know, they're, they're getting all this experience that you can't, you know, replicate or duplicate, you know, just practice. So um, it, it sucks to, you know, you have to kind of look at it like that. But, you know, this is uh, this would be good for their personal growth, you know, in years down the line. So, uh, you know, this they're going to go through a lot of highs. They're going to go through a lot of lows, this being one of them. Um, but, you know, I, I think they'll be they'll, they'll be good with the way that they handle things going forward. That was Terrence Ross speaking after the Magic's practice on Monday. I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, the Magic winning, you know, two of these last four or three of these last four or all four of these last last games is going to mean anything for next season. Next year's team is going to be a completely different team. I'm not even going to sit here and say that a win will change anything about the Magic next year. Um, the fact of the matter is, the roster that the Magic are putting out right now is not the roster they're going to have next year. Obviously, yes, there's Cole Anthony, there's RJ Hampton, you know, Wendell Carter is with the team now um, and, and could return on Wednesday, on, on Tuesday. Um, there Certainly, there are players that we care about. Um, players, you know, whose growth matters. Cole Anthony having a huge fourth quarter. RJ Hampton having a huge fourth quarter against Memphis Grizzlies. Yes, that win may have hurt the team's lottery positioning, but those were young players coming into their own and winning a game. How could you be upset about that? We're not talking about any of that. Because as Steve Clifford often says, that, that yes, every team is different. You start from scratch at the beginning of every season. What we're talking about is more about habits and mindset. It's about um, approaching things the right way, about finding things and ways to get better. It's been like the, the big thing we've talked about since the trade deadline. How does this team make the most of this time knowing full well that wins are going to be hard to come by? That this is not a roster built to win. I don't care if Moritz Wagner scores. I don't honestly care if Moritz Wagner is 4 for 11. 
This time is important for him, obviously, as an audition to the rest of the league, and it behooves him as it behooves everyone to play hard. But Wagner's production doesn't matter. Not It really doesn't. Dwayne Bacon's production, you know, the Magic are going to win or lose depending on Dwayne Bacon's efficiency on a lot of nights. If he's clicking and the young guys are clicking, the Magic have, have a chance to win because those are NBA caliber players and they'll figure things out. But ba- Dwayne Bacon, not, not someone that I'm particularly invested in, so to speak. So what we're really talking about here is something a little bit more ephemeral, something that's a little bit harder to measure. We're looking for a team that's going to play hard, do the right things, and show signs that those pieces can come together, even if they don't come together for a full 48 minutes. This is why Sunday's loss against the Minnesota Timberwolves was so disappointing, why losses like that are so frustrating still, even for this kind of a team. Honestly, I came out of Friday's loss to the Charlotte Hornets feeling very good. I felt like the Magic did a lot of things really well. They played hard. They executed well for the most part. They had a six or six or seven minute stretch where they couldn't do very much. And that's just kind of where this team is at, where they will have those stretches and that's what's going to do them in. This Magic team has a lot to learn. It is a new team and everyone within the organization and even Steve Clifford acknowledges this is a rebuild, that this is something new, this is something different. This is something different than what he's experienced because even he knows this is not a team that's probably ready to make a playoff push. It's an entirely different challenge and it's made even more difficult by the lack of practice time that they've had since the NBA trade deadline, since they got all these new players. But what the Magic have to do, what the Magic still have to do is lay their foundation for next season. Lay down how they want to play, and what they're going to be about. And even if they're losing, they can start building the habits that will make them better, as the team did before under Steve Clifford. One of the toughest things to establish is a belief in the way you do things when you don't have great success. And that's one of the reasons I've so enjoyed really the, the the previous two years when you win uh 55 52 53 54 it's it's still difficult in this league uh but guys are going to believe in what you're doing you know what i mean because you're winning most of your games you know i think whatever we were two years ago 42 and 40 or 43 and 39 when you're down you know we were i think that year nine ten games under 500 Yet those guys had a belief, you know, and they fought all the way back. That's not easy to do. You know, last year uh, we took the J.I. injury, you know, in Washington, uh, and it was a struggle to figure out how to play. And yet when you look at right before play stoppage last year, they had a belief in each other and that we could continue to get better. So that's one of the things that you don't want to lose. You know, it's hard to establish uh, within an organization, you know, a pride, a belief uh, in each other and what you're doing. Um, And I think that that's what those veteran guys are trying to do. I don't think we've heard as clear a distillation um, of what the magic and their mission has been since the trade deadline than what Steve Clifford said just there. 
Um, you know, I, I, I have a lot of my coachisms. Uh, you know, I listen to what the coaches say and, and I try to define their terms and, and, and what I think they mean. But, uh, you know, I've, I've, you know if, if you've listened to this podcast, you've heard me say the regular season is about what can you do on your worst night? What can you do every single night? And that's what Steve Clifford's really getting at here is understanding who you are as a team and believing in it until it becomes successful, working at it and buying in until it becomes successful. And and when you let go of the rope, that's when you get into trouble. You no longer have that belief. And obviously, uh, the magic of the last two seasons, two and a half seasons, had that belief. They were determined to make the playoffs in 2019. They understood what it would take again in 2020, and they made it happen. This year, for whatever reason, they could not reach that reserve. For whatever reason, it did seem like there was a split apart. And certainly, again, the pandemic didn't help things. The strange nature of the season did not help things. But that's what the Magic are trying to do. That's their project. To come up with something, to come up with a way to keep the team tied together enough to believe in what they're doing, that they can keep working at it, keep improving, and get better. May not mean wins and losses, as as Clifford alluded to there. Eventually, it'll mean wins, but it may not be mean wins wins in the short term. It just means getting better, and that's why you don't want to see efforts like Sundays, where it's very clear where the attention to detail, of the game plan is not there, and the buy-in isn't there. A practice, a training camp, an off-season will help with all of this. But the foundations still get built now because there aren't games to play in the off-season. You know, a training camp helps a little bit, but nothing tops a game. And so these last four games are meaningful. They do have value. They will provide the Magic with something. So long as the Magic play like they mean it. Sunday was not that. The New Orleans game way back when was not that. For the most part, the Magic have been good. Again, this team isn't good enough. They'll probably be a five or six minute stretch and that'll decide the game. They're probably good enough to play 42, maybe 40 minutes a game of good, high quality basketball. Unfortunately, those eight minutes, those six minutes are the difference in a lot of games. You know, we left the Lakers game feeling very good about how the Magic played and the fact, and it just came down to execution late. You can live with that. Friday's game against the Hornets came down to the third quarter. Magic had a spade of turnovers in the third quarter. That was the game. You can live with that because they recovered and they played well besides that stretch. That's what we're looking at. That's what we're looking for right now. If the Magic do that, they can go into their offseason understanding what they have to actually improve on feeling confident that, yes, they can compete. But they got to get there. They've got to get there. And these last four games are going to be all about that. We'll preview the Magic's upcoming game against the Milwaukee Bucks coming up here in just a moment. But first, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting rooms for Locked On Magic once a week. Yes, and that will even be during the offseason. I'll plan on doing once a week. So you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every single day. 
Locker Room is a perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You can find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You'll have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the Locked On Magic podcast through our Locker Room conversations. So be sure to join me this week. I'll be hosting room on Thursday at 7.15 p.m. for a watch-along of the Magic's game against the Atlanta Hawks. The tri-ultimate game? Is, is that a thing? I don't know if that's a thing. But the penultimate, penultimate game as the Orlando Magic play the Atlanta Hawks. A penultimate opponent. There we go. As the Orlando Magic take on the Atlanta Hawks, tip-off is at 7.30. Jump in and out of the room as you please. We're just going to be kind of watching the game together, talking about the Magic, so I'll field your questions. I'll provide my instant analysis to what I'm seeing on the floor. Um, maybe get a little bit inside my thought process. My plan is to go through the first through the first half, um, but we'll see how things go, and maybe we'll extend that out. It will not be on the podcast, so if you want to have fun and join in, you'll have to do it live. Join me on Locker Room. So go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA group for the latest league updates. Follow me at P. Rossman Reich, P-R-O-S-S-M-A-N-R-E-I-C-H, so be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning again to be live this week on Thursday at 7.15. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Orlando Magic, so we'll see you there. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Today's podcast is also brought to you by our pals at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for the last 20 years. So go to rockauto.com, shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your uh, classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Today's podcast is also brought to you by pals at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next tip-off, head to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. The Orlando Magic hit the road for the final four games of the season. They'll start off Tuesday in Milwaukee against the Milwaukee Bucks with a 9 o'clock tip-off. The Bucks coming from San Antonio after a loss on Monday night. A 
relatively large blowout loss where their defense did not look good. Um, so if you're curious what kind of mood the Milwaukee Bucks will be in, uh, it won't be a good one. Um, I imagine that they will come out pretty focused, pretty fired up to kind of make good on that loss. In the same way that the Magic should be focused and fired up to make good on their loss at home in their home finale. Uh, the big difference, of course, is the Bucks have Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, and they're very, very good, and they're, um, you know, just just a matchup nightmare for this team. Um, you know, even if Wendell Carter plays, um, which I think would be a big boost, the Magic just don't have the firepower. I don't have anyone to match up with Giannis. I mean, is Moritz Wagner really going to guard him? Is Dwayne Bacon really going to guard him? Um, it was a problem. I mean, the power forward position has been the most weak weak spot for the Magic since the trade deadline. As well as Chimo Kiki has played, it's just been him. There hasn't been a whole lot behind him to help out. You know, James Ennis has had to play power forward. Um, and it's, it, it's this just is not a good matchup for the Orlando Magic. Um, the Bucks are a really strong offensive team. Uh, they are experimenting with a bunch of different things defensively. They have been all year, which is why their defense has slipped. They are focused on playing playoff basketball. And while... Again, they had a bad loss Monday, a loss where, again, Giannis got his. Giannis did his job. Giannis did what Giannis does. And if he's set to play uh, coming off a 28-point, 11-for-16 performance, again, they scored plenty to win the game. Uh, San Antonio does have a really strong offense. They had a lot of guys scoring uh, a bunch of points. The Magic, you know, again, the Magic don't have that kind of firepower. Um, I hate to say it. Um, it, it, it. the Magic need guys who can put the ball in the basket, and the Magic just don't do that enough consistently. I mean, sure, could Cole Anthony go off? Could RJ Hampton go off? Could Mo Bamba go off? Could Wendell Carter go off? Sure, they could go off for 20, 25 points. Um, you know, can they all do it at the same time? Not at the rate that San Antonio can, or the rate that San Antonio did on Monday. Spurs shoot 58.6% from the floor, 17 for 29 from beyond the arc. Um, 59.6% from the floor overall. It, it, the Magic aren't going to have that kind of game, and that's the kind of game it takes to beat the Bucks, because the Bucks still had a really good game. They shot 50% from the floor. Giannis at 28. Drew Holiday had 20. Bobby Portis at 13 off the bench. Chris Middleton at 23. The Bucks have nothing really to be too upset about with their offense. Their defense has been the problem for most of the season. Um, that's kind of kept them from being what they want to be. Uh, this is just not a good matchup for the Orlando Magic. Um, even if the Magic play with their best effort, with their most utmost effort, they don't have the depth because, you know, Bobby Portis is really good. Brent Forbes can shoot the ball a little bit. Pat Connaughton's been a killer for the Magic. Dante DiVincenzo's been a killer for the Magic. Um, P.J. Tucker is a tough-nosed defender. The Bucks are playing for something else. They might be experimenting with some things that might keep the Magic in the game a little bit longer. Um, but this is just a nightmare matchup for the Orlando Magic. I, I just don't see how the Magic are going to be able... I mean, again, the Magic shoot well, the Magic get hot, the Magic kind of catch the Bucks sleeping. Um, you know, the Bucks sit some of their guys. Sure, Magic could win the game. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say it's impossible, um, but I am not optimistic that the Magic are going to be able to compete if the Bucks are at full force, even if the Magic play well. Um, I just think, again, as I mentioned, the way this Magic team is set up, there's going to be maybe a five or six-minute stretch of every game where the Magic just can't do anything. Um, and the question is of whether they're going to compete or not is whether the teams they're facing take advantage of those five to six minutes and really press that advantage and make it longer or run up the score in those in that in that time, or if the Magic can control things during that time. Um, I don't think the Magic can control things against this Bucks team, especially on the road. Even on a tough back-to-back, 
I, I suspect that the Bucks are going to win and win this thing easily. So, you know, I know I spent a good chunk of this, this podcast talking about the Magic laying a foundation. I still think they can do that. I still think they can compete. Um, it's about making sure that those five to six minutes happen in the third quarter or the fourth quarter instead of in the first. The Magic no-showed the first quarter against the, the Timberwolves, put themselves in a hole, and that was it. If the Magic play with attention to detail and 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 strength early, you know that's that's their only key to win. That's their only way they're going to win. If they play well in the first quarter, they're going they, they're going to have a chance. They may not win, but they'll have a chance. Um, if they get blown out in the first quarter, game's over. They're they're not coming back from a, a big deficit against this team. The Magic take on the Milwaukee Bucks at nine o'clock um, in Milwaukee. The first of the final four games of the Orlando Magic's season. We'll have a complete recap of that game coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Don't forget to check out the Locked On Today podcast where they're asking today, why is it Tebow time in Jacksonville? Why not, I say. Well, there's, there, there's a lot of reasons why not. But you can hear it from them on Locked On Today. So get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at LockedOnMagic. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast and able to listen to You can find me on Twitter again at philiprmd. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this is the Philip Ross. We'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 